Listen, so this might not be the best podcast you've ever heard, but we guarantee it's possible that you might have an okay time. There's a bug in there. This is episode one of OK Time with Carl Grashit and Steve Ellis. And today we are talking about Capone's self-titled album and T. Hardy Morris's The Dude Obscure. Is that how you say that album? I think so. Dude the Obscure. Dude the Obscure. I'm sorry, T. Hardy. Finally made it to episode one. Yeah. Three episodes in. <laughs> well, the first one is episode zero. Like we're spreading a virus, patient zero. And then episode 0.5. And now we're rounding up. That way when we hit an anniversary, like a big number five or seven or ten um it'll be a bit confusing we like to keep things confusing i don't really think about it like that like episode eight will be episode 10 but no no thinking ahead (laughs) fuck them you've ruined anniversary episodes already i'm trying to like alienate the audience from the get-go sorry you enjoyed it (laughs) um so we've worked on the format a bit and ha- have some new things to offer today in terms of how we talk about the uh, art that we recommended to each other. This week, two records. Um, we've given, we actually had two weeks this time around, but usually we're, we're likely to have a week with the thing that's recommended to us. We spend some time with it and uh kind of have some thoughts and share some thoughts and then um see if we've been able to turn our friend on to something yeah and turned on was one of the rejected (laughs) names of the podcast from last week we thought it would lead viewer or listeners into the like get the wrong idea of what we were talking about which i think is correct talk about and (laughs) talk about also i thought that um it's worth pointing out that we'll probably talk about records for the foreseeable future, but we could, as you said, talk about other forms of art, non-music, if we want to, because we can do whatever we want. True. Yeah, we want. I think I think we'll we're going to be somewhat limited if we want to continue the pace that we're making these. So it'll have to be a thing that you can digest in a week. So novels might not work, but we could think about how they they might. Novella. Atlas shrugged. One week. <laughs> Gravity, ra- Gravity's Rainbow. Hatchet. I don't know what that is. Gary Paulson. You didn't read that in fifth grade? Nope. His name was Gary Paulson. Wait, what was that from? It sounds familiar. Oh. His name was Robert. Club? His name was Robert Paulson was the phrase, but the author of Hatchet was Gary Paulson. You're confusing me. I changed the movie line to include Gary Paulson. And that's an author. Mm-hmm. Oh. Not relevant to what we're talking about right <laughs> now. Should we do some music to transition into the record reviews? Just get into it today? No. All right, so Steve, why don't you tell me about the records you had me listen to this past week? I had you listen to Capone's self-titled record from... 97 I think it was 96 97 Um, it's funny the Wikipedia and Spotify descriptions of the band and what genre it was in were amusingly different one referred to them as an alt-rock band which feels antiquated the other called them an American indie rock band which didn't feel particularly accurate so I don't know you'll probably have some 
comments on the style of the music, but for me, it just has this um, really exciting spirit to it. It's aggressive. It's uh, surprising how intricate some of the parts and how interesting some of the changes are. I got into this record in probably 2002-ish. My friend Lee uh, was a fan and he passed it on to me. And um, I actually forgot I was looking into the record a little bit this week since I had you listening to it and I had forgot that it was uh, members of Guar or a member of Guar. Um, I was going to talk about that in my segment. Great. You still can. Okay. So yeah. So take it away. Well, wait, first, does it, is it tied to a place and time in your mind? I guess you kind of answered that. Um, Newark, Delaware, 2002 house show scene. Can you tell me more about Newark in 2002? Um, it just had a good underground music scene and I played in a band that, uh, was involved in playing house shows. We, one of the bass player in my band, uh, put on house shows. So we were just always at house shows or planning, uh, a show, making a flyer for a show. It was a solid time for Delaware music. Is that when you were, you were working at, you've been framed? <laughs> yep. We walked by that, Sarah and I, the producer, uh, just yesterday, we went to Bond Me Boy, which is right Oh, next it's door. next door, yeah. Yeah. It wasn't there uh, back in the day, but... Okay, so, yeah, my the let's just... We kind of had a format that you emailed over, and I think it's a good way to go through it, and it'll help us keep under, like, the 10-minute time frame. So, my initial reaction when I heard it, um, it immediately kind of seemed like something I would be into. Um, I, I wasn't sure if I liked the guy's voice at first, which is, I try not to be too judgmental with the first song I hear, um, the vocals because, you know, it's a, like 13, 14 songs or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he does kind of, I don't know if he's the only one singing, but it, his vocal range and the things he's doing with his voice change quite a bit. So there's two singers. There's two. Okay. So if someone's yelling. Is someone doing the yelling? Mm-hmm. Like the more metal, metal-ish I feel like they both yell, they both sing. Okay. Kind of well, like trading off. That's difficult to do, so um, I'll give him some points back for that. But like the first thing I thought was, I'm not sure if I like his voice, but then over the course of the record, I enjoyed it more and more and, and the voice and then the way they do some kind of talking. Um, not so much whispering, but like more of a like a conversational voice and then in the singing and then like the heavier song uh towards the end i really enjoyed what he started to do or what they both were doing so i i enjoyed it maybe we should start off with the how many bugs in there from the get-go what do you think about that and then get into a more sure. discussion does that make sense sure six out of five yeah <laughs> Yeah, mine was... Um, I only recommend six <laughs> out of five. Yeah. Well, that seems forced. I would give I'm it four. with that. Four? four? Four bugs in there out of five. Okay. Um, yeah, and I feel like that's good. That's Four is a solid... It's a solid score from okay. like a seasoned music talk about person. Uh, more in-depth thought and analysis is the next segment of this. I thought parts of it definitely sounded like they were from that like late 90s, early 2000s-ish era of like that type of rock music. Um, it, some of it reminded me of Caius. You ever listen to Caius? Like, yeah, not much, but like I'm part, familiar. Parts of the song, some of the songs reminded me. You're looking at me like you didn't care about that that uh, comment I just said, but it's all right. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. No, I just never. Uh, I I listen to Caius because, you know, I'm a fan of Queens of the Stone Age and wanted to kind of go back, but mm-hmm. di- didn't uh, really get that into it. Yeah, it's some of it's better than others, but like some, like just a, two or three of the songs reminded me a little bit like Caius, and I think that that pulled me in a little bit more. Um, Stronger. How's the right way to use strong? Strongish, stronger, strongly. It, it pulled me in more strongish. It for me strongish. <laughs> Pour, pulled me in a little bit more. I'll just leave it at that. Um, and other parts of the record sounded like they could be from now. It could be from further back than 97. You know what I mean? Like when there's yeah. more of like a timeless sound to some of the songs. And then the origin of the name I thought was interesting because when you recommended it, I was thinking of Al Capone, right? And then... On Spotify, which is where I went initially to try to listen to it, there's a lot of rappers named Capone mm-hmm. um, and other bands named Capone, but spelled like Al Capone's last name. Right. So it was confusing. So I had to text you for the actual band name, and then I felt stupid. So thanks for that. I was like, you're doing really well with this assignment so far. You can't even find it. So thanks for that. Uh, but I'm just you're kidding. Welcome. Uh, feel better about it now. I got coffee and whatnot. So did you know what the name comes from? I, I do uh, now, but I didn't know until this week. Yeah, it's some kind of horrible, horrible insecticide that you shouldn't be around or you'll die right away. Mm-hmm. And there was some tragedy around Virginia where they had like near a river, some fish died and then some people ate the fish, which, you know, as, as you know, fish travel up the food chain. And if you eat fish that are no good. Your days are numbered, and that's what happened to people. That's what happened to the whole band, actually. I don't think so. I think, as you said, one of the members is still in Guar. And I think Capone was also, uh, maybe there was some debate about this, but a Dead Kennedys reference. Was it? Yeah, like Dead Kennedys had a song about that same chemical. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was on the Wikipedia page. Uh-huh. Which is where I spent a lot of my time. Um, also, some of the time... Um, I can't talk. Some of the members still perform as Capone at what's known as the Guarbecue. Oh, yeah. I didn't know how how recently there was a show. Like, I saw 2011 or something. Has there been one since? I think so, yeah. I think maybe in the last three years. I've never been to the Guarbecue. No. Uh, is it anything like the gathering You've of the to, juggalos you go that each year don't you uh even though i'm from metro detroit i've never been to the gathering of the juggalos i have have had my more than my share of fago pop it's called pop get it right shut up if you don't <laughs> what <laughs> got something else to say no i i agree with you it's thank called, you it's called pop yes and crayon i wanted to share my haiku oh please five seven five if you remember Yep. Why all the fillers? I counted at least three there. I still liked it, though. (laughs) And do you have any response to that haiku? What's a filler? A filler is the kind of, it's a track on a record where it's, there's not really, it's not really a song. It's like they just recorded them playing the drums for a minute. And then they put put it on the record as its own track. Did they really have that many? Three. I mean, one of them, they're like, for a little bit for mm-hmm. like 60 seconds and I just felt like I know they have other songs they could have put on there so why are they putting that they're using up space and a lot of bands do that like where they're and I'm not talking about just an instrumental song that's enjoyable because that's different but some of them it just felt like they're they're playing just to fill some time and then they moved on and there's the one song where it's um 
called Slow Build, but that song is just the slow build. And then the actual, what I would consider the song is the next track. So I felt like that could just be one song, just one longer song. So why did I got to split it up? It made me mad. And then there's another like. So I see why it didn't get six. Yeah. Just so you got my haiku. I just I don't know why they do that. And sometimes I get frustrated. And that's one of the reasons. Uh, and then the next thing I wanted Life's to. hard. What's up? Life is hard. Life is hard for Carl Grashit. I don't know why you guys were calling me <laughs> Kevin last week. I don't go by that name anymore. Okay. Okay. Time. So overall, it was a great time listening to it. Thank you Good. for the recommendation. My uh, pleasure. Week two, I already feel like I know a lot more about things I didn't know about. Talk about. How about um, what songs you want to put on the mix? Um, two to three that I really enjoyed. Ghost Train, Jimmy Spit, and Virginia Creeper. Great. Do you know those without hearing them? Um, not no, I don't. <clears throat> I just don't know the song titles. The thing is, like, we could perhaps play snippets of the songs on this podcast, but then you get in that gray area of like, is that fair use? Because you're not like detra- uh, distracting someone from going and listening to the actual song. But I don't want to get sued, so we're not going to play it. I'm fine with getting sued, but I know how afraid of it you are. So yeah, it's something I think about daily, uh, like what my legal recourse would be. So. We're going to make a playlist called OK Time Playlist or like OK Time colon the playlist and we'll put these songs there. So look out for it. Would I listen to this record again in the future? A resounding yes. (laughs) Okay, then it worked. Uh, Talk about the artwork is the last thing. As you will recall, audience, Steve suggested that we call the podcast Mailbox Baseball because of the artwork on the Capone self-titled album. The guy is getting ready to mailbox baseball a, a mailbox. That's what that reminded me of, the failed podcast name. But it also <laughs> kind of embodies what you were saying originally, like the mentality of behind wanting to call it that. Just I thought maybe um, for the out, instead of um, me talking about the record you had me listen to, um, we could entertain some new ideas I have for the name. Shut of the fuck up. <laughs> no. Okay. All right. Sounds like you don't want to do that. It's called um, okay. We could do it after we're done recording tonight. If you bring that up again, do you want, do you want to do you want to introduce the record that you had me listen to? So the record I had you listen to is called "Dude the Obscure" by T. Hardy Morris, and I haven't even listened to. I've listened to a couple of the songs off of it. Wait. Um, what? Yeah, that's not. That's fine. I wanted to listen to it. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't have to be a rule. Uh, <laughs> you might be breaking the rules already. No, no, no. I listened to most of it, but not all of it. Okay. I couldn't give it a how many bugs in there, but I've listened to all of the I think two other T. Hardy Morris records, and then he was also in a band called Dead Confederate, which is how I first heard him um, as a vocalist and a guitarist, but I want to listen to it. I listen to it all, but I want to hear your comments on it first. So who turned me on to it? I just saw that he was putting out a new record, but as I said, Dead Confederate is how I first learned uh, about him. We actually, my friend and I met him in the band back in San Diego, um, when they were in town as Dead Confederate, we won some radio station contests and we got to meet them. And they were very, very surprised to learn that we have never heard of them before. <laughs> they're like, why Why are you here? They're from Athens, Georgia. So they're like, well, why are you here then, failure? I was like, uh, something to do. But we actually really enjoyed that song, The Rat, that they put out was really, really um, kind of different. They have 
one of the guitarists, all he does is do these one note like guitar slides. And then the rest of them, it's kind of like a, a band that sounds like they're from a similar time period as Capone almost, but with that weird like twangy slide guitar. So that's where I, I first heard of them. And then we saw them at another show and I made the mistake of telling the singer that he sounded like Kurt Cobain a little bit. And Ooh, he didn't like that. He didn't think that was he, most. I'm sure other people have told him that, but he was like, oh, and then I walked away. <laughs> well, so, that sounds like it was a successful experience with a quasi celebrity. Yeah. You know, you made I, him uncomfortable. Yeah. And you know, how I am kind of mad. <laughs> yeah. You know, how I am in person. I make people feel at ease and I'm the nice guy. So it's, it's definitely tied to a place in my mind living in San Diego, even though I haven't listened to his, his current record. It reminds me of living in San Diego and 2008 2009 yeah so I'm gonna talk about the artwork first it's um sometimes album art can be really compelling and for me um as a graphic designer I like when things feel successful but also feel like they're they've been made by somebody that's not trained in design so this I could be totally off about that and um but my feeling was that it, it felt like almost like outsider art. It's a collage cover and the the images are like clearly in different color spaces. And so like there's, it's kind of a collide, almost like a very simple kaleidoscope. And there's like this uh, young girl holding up a picture of, uh, I guess it's T. Hardy and kind of the shape of uh, the the girls holding up this picture is is in like a cross so and it's like kind of it feels homemade in a way um and i think that's that sets the tone of the record although the record's fairly um complex and like fairly high quality sounding it's not a lo-fi record but my initial impression of it was uh like when when i was listening to the first song i was like so kevin excuse me carl is making me listen to some soft rock this week i just didn't feel like i had a, a frame of reference for it i was like i don't this is like kind of, uh, it reminded me of Fiona Apple, who I like, but, and initially it sounded dated to me. I was like, this sounds like some early nineties soft rock, but pretty quickly, like within maybe by track two or three, I started feeling more, I was just more into it and more curious about it. And so this record is, it's like folky, it's psychedelic, it's kind of has some country, vibes to it and then initially i was like okay fiona apple maybe some radiohead maybe like some george harrison but then like by the the second or third track homemade bliss i started to get really really interested and um there's just this interesting moment that happens twice in the song where he kind of yells i love you i feel like that's a difficult phrase to yell in a song or sing in a song and not feel trite but something about it felt really honest and kind of warm and there's like uh, more reverb on that part than on the verses so it just kind of stands out so I started to feel like good about this record at that point and then um, and I should say too that the last week I think I listened to the uh, the OC's record twice but we had two weeks for this a set of records and I probably listened to this about 20 times by now. Wow. It's in regular rotation. Wow. Um, 
so I got really into it. And I should say, too, that it's a pretty sad record, uh, but I like sad music, luckily. At times, there are certain songs that kind of feel they are melancholy, but they have a hopeful feel to them. And then there's some that feel just more kind of desperate, like um, an Elliott Smith vibe or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's this interesting set. Uh, there's like a pair of songs sandwiched in between two fairly sad songs, kind of slow songs that feel more upbeat. So that's uh, when the record skips and a song called Stage Names. So these feel like the party songs to me. They're it's a sad party for sure but it's a party then there's another sad track and then there's a track called lit by midnight and that feels like another party song to me so those are going to be the three party songs are going to be the ones that i'm going to add to the mix what are they called again when the record skips stage names and lit by midnight and so there was just like a lot of nostalgia and just kind of feeling i don't know what this guy was writing about but what came up for me was like just memories of teenage being a teenager being in my early 20s uh regret regretting like damaging certain relationships and then also something that kept coming up i had this super i had this friend in high school and right after in college who he's kind of like a jordan catalano character he came into high school at sophomore or junior year he hadn't been going to school with all of us and all of a sudden this like new guy who was like super cool he was pretty much the Fonz of Wilmington Delaware hey and this record it just has like kind of a sleazy like slutty vibe to it and it, it kept reminding me of my friend Paul um who is a who is a really good guy but he was kind of uh he I don't know how to describe it he he drove a 60s Dodge Dart and didn't exactly have bell bottoms, but they weren't that far from it. And so he just like had his own thing going on and he was just instantly popular, like popular kids and like the freaks both were drawn to him. And that was like, I could just, you, you sort of, I think when you're first introduced to a songwriter, you can tell a story about what you think, where you think that person's coming from and what they're like. And I just kept thinking, I mean, uh, seeing pictures of T Hardy on the internet. Like he, he looked like he'd be that guy at Jordan Catalano. Steve, I just want to say, you know who Jordan Catalano is, right? No. You remember when we were walking down the street earlier and I didn't know what you were talking about, but I acted like I did. And then you said, do you know who that is or what that is? And I said, no. Yeah. It's happening again. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, so we're, we're just, uh, far far apart enough in age that maybe you didn't watch this show. It was an MTV show called My So-Called Life. With Clarissa Explains It All? No. Claire oh. Danes was oh, the main character. Claire Danes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there From, was like a cool guy, like a Fonzie. Jared Leto was Fonzie. It was Jared Leto? I think so. Yeah, I remember Claire Danes from... Uh with Leo, the Romeo and Juliet. Oh yeah. So I mean, I think it's a it's a trope. It's like the this like uh, untouchable, cool character who's very aloof and doesn't like. There's a women kind of falling over him, but he doesn't seem to be swayed. Yeah, that was Paul. <clears throat> I just want to say that I don't know if it was the extra week for you to compile and compose your review but if your review is a super expensive steak dinner um combined with a night on the town and a dinner and a movie my review is 
a ch- empty chalupa shell sitting in a dumpster in the backyard of someone I once knew. And then we felt, had a falling out. And then I recently asked if he wanted to be my friend again. He said, no, fuck you. Sad boy. So, yeah, I feel a little bit sad boy. You're... I'm well, first off I'm really pleased and happy that you enjoyed it because his other band had a big impact on me at the time in my life living in San Diego and getting to meet that guy in person he does seem very very genuine and down to earth and a true artist who cares about his craft and, and he's just going around touring so um, yeah rate the record for us oh rate the record five. five five bugs in there yeah wow yeah I feel like it would I'd be hard-pressed to have a record enter into my daily listening which it has been for the past week um, and not give it five that would be not fair hmm. why well, so, I'm happy to hear that yeah uh, so my haiku I've never written a poem before um, so this is a haiku about dude the obscure ancient Polaroid present more vivid than past. Bad memories fade. I like it. Sad boy. Sad boy. Hashtag. Um, so let's talk about uh, what we're going to recommend for next week. Wait. So is it safe to assume you would listen to this more in the future? Uh, no. It was like every day for a week and now I'm going um, to throw it. it away like yesterday's. But for real, was it the extra week that gave you such a much like a better in-depth analysis of this? Versus mine, which now I can compare to trash. (laughs) I think so. I mean, I just, uh, I found that after three times or so of listening to it, I just liked it. And so it was easy to continue to think about it. And I'm just trying not to dwell on what I said, but would you call it trash compared to what you just said? Because I would. (laughs) No, I think you did. I think you did fine. It's just, we were, there's going to be weeks where we have more time or feel more compelled because of a certain record you know what i mean yeah and i think it's good to air the grievances we have with ourselves in a medium such as this <laughs> so thank you for, for a therapist here's fine <laughs> this is cheaper and we're here in person oh, it's so. not no it's not cheaper oh okay you want me to give you my pick for next week even though you're looking at my computer in the notes section kind oh, of looking at it? yeah go ahead so next week, I'd like to you to talk about um, Black Rebel Motorcycle Club's album, Take Them On, comma, On Your Own. I'll give you the comma, too. Okay. Never. I know of them, but have never heard that. So. Yes. There we go. Um, I'm thinking for you, uh, Team Dresh, Captain My Captain. That's great. I have no idea what that is. Okay, is- sweet. This podcast has already been in more than an okay time for me. It's just been okay for me. <laughs> what a jerk. So, Steve, do you want to tell me what your song of the week this past week or these past two weeks has been? Yeah, so we had talked about making another uh playlist that will be our songs of the week and ideally you and i will each bring a song and sarah will add a song as well um so and they don't have to be related to the records that we're recommending or the art whatever we're recommending this can be its own thing uh just a song that we're excited about that week I'm going to add Yoni and Getty a song called Uh-huh What's Up Uh-huh 
What's up? Is that real? It's real. <laughs> I know it sounds like I just made it up, but I couldn't remember the name of the song. It I was because I was thinking about the name of the record, which is Testarossa from 2016. I feel it's, like I've heard of that. Maybe it's uh, Yoni is it's two guys, and Yoni is also makes music uh, under the name Y Y H W H Y question mark Y. W-H-Y-Y with Terry Gross, <laughs> Fresh Air. What uh, what song do you want to add this week? Um, so this is a band called Planet Moon. They're out of Brooklyn. The song called Cartoons. They're actually some friends of mine, but they're really, really talented musicians. Um, the kind where I just sit there and marvel at their talent, which is always um, something to be appreciated, I think. Um, this is from an EP called Planet Janet, four tracks. Um, it's on Spotify, so we'll we'll put it on the playlist, obviously. But it's kind of been one of those that's been on my daily listening of late. So I think you would enjoy it, Steve, and the other six people. Cool. I'll check that out. I don't know them. So they're great. Sweet. And speaking of Sarah, you mentioned Sarah earlier. We talked about her and I earlier maybe every once in a while having a third person. So like me and you are the mainstay host of OK Time, but having like a guest host and she's the producer. And since I think we all enjoyed the group conversation last week, doing that more often and not just with her, but with someone else who wants to, you mentioned your brother might be interested. Ryan, we need people sign up now. <laughs> no, there's a sign up. No <laughs> text us, Ryan. Yeah, that'd be great. I, uh, the three, way conversation was really fun and so whenever sarah can join she should i'll see if i can contact her all right steve i want to thank you for the um honestly for the thoughtful conversation and analysis of that record i really appreciated it uh and i'm personally happy that you enjoyed it we'll talk to you next week but it won't be in person so i apologize i know uh yeah thanks for coming over uh sorry Due to excessive noise, we've had to sit in a room with no heat. No heat. Your dog's in heat. <laughs> it's cold outside. <laughs> no air conditioning. Okay, bye. Okay Time is recorded sometimes in front of a live studio audience that includes cats, dogs, and other inanimate objects. But this week it was recorded just with Steve and I and his dog at his apartment in Philadelphia. If you'd like to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Google Play Store or whatever those other things are where you get your podcasts, we'd really appreciate it. Or you can leave us a voicemail on the Anchor app, which is what we use to distribute this podcast. We'd appreciate it. And as Sarah said, she would send you something in the mail if you leave your address to. You can DM me on Twitter at Carl Grashit or hit up me and Steve on Instagram. Steve is at Harefort on Instagram and I'm at Carl Grashit. Not Kevin. That's my old name. I use a stage name now and I don't want people to get that wrong get that right from now on um our outro and intro music is provided by the hokkaido concern of newark delaware newark house parties baby all night all right gelatin shots Mm -hmm.